Hi, this is Dan Smith, and this is God Talks for OC Grace Online University. This is God Talk number 19. We're almost done with our 20. We hope you've enjoyed them. We hope you've got a little different picture of God, maybe. We love talking about God. There's an old show, My Generation, here in America, where Art Linkletter was a man who would interview children as part of his show. There's a famous story where one of them was a little girl who was an Adventist, and he said, what do Adventists believe? And he said, uh, she said, they go to church on Saturday, and they don't eat meat, and they don't go to movies, and they hate the Catholics. <laughs> Somehow, it just doesn't feel right, does it, to talk about another church like that and call a church a beast when there are millions of people in that church who love Jesus and worship God every week. Especially now, we have a pope going all over the world who uh, talks about serving the poor and about grace and even apologizes for the dark ages. So now what? Well, Revelation 13 says, I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns and with ten crowns on its horns. And the dragon gave the beast his own power and throne and great authority. Who is this beast? In the first century, they said it was pagan Rome. But in uh, 500 years ago, Protestants and Luther decided it was the Catholic Church. Because it was at the right time in Daniel 7, after the little horn. And it had to be a religious power because it says they made people worship the beast. And it has a political power because it says it used authority to rule over the whole world. So the only power that really fits is the Catholic Church. But some now, while they accept that that's probably true, are not sure that the beast isn't bigger than just one church. It has to be worldwide, and no church is worldwide yet. Every generation has seen beasts in their own time. And they look and say, okay, that's beastly. And the risk is, is that if we think we know who the beast is, we might miss some other beasts that are out there. The dragon is using different beasts all over the world. In World War II, it was Hitler. In Zimbabwe, it's Robert Mugabe who did terrible things to his country. In Iraq, it was Saddam Hussein and bin Laden. We have Bernie Madoff here in our country who took billions from people. Enron, who wiped out people's whole retirement savings. ISIS in our generation. Terrible, terrible things ISIS has done. Radical Islam, the terrorists. Boko Haram in Nigeria, you go into a school in the middle of the night and take 300 girls from a Christian school, take them out into the jungle and try to make them wives and make babies, and they're gone from their families. Still, I think 100 out there now. It's terrible. It's a beast. So the bottom line is, without taking away a single thing from what the church has always said about the beast, if we think we know who the beast is, and we're not a part of that, then we think we're safe. Then we find out the beast is bigger than what we thought. So now look at this. Revelation 15 verse 2 says, I saw a sea of glass and on it stood all the people who had been victorious over the beast. And what are they saying? Great and marvelous are your works. Just and true are your ways. So if they were victorious and because of the truth, therefore they were victorious over a beast who was telling lies. So what does that tell you about what the beast is? The beast is anything that believes any of the lies about God. Whatever church you're a part of, if you believe any lies about God, then you're part of the beast. I give Bible studies to people who are fantastic people who go to great large churches. And they love Jesus and they stand and they worship God. How can they be part of the beast? Worshiping the dragon, they're worshiping Jesus. But this is what the Bible says. 
Everybody on the sea of glass is going to be singing, Just and true are thy ways. Revelation 14.5 says there will be no lie in their mouths. People think it just doesn't matter. God doesn't care about your theology or all your doctrines. He cares about some of it. Yes, he does. He cares about the parts that are about him. John 16, verse 13, the spirit of truth when he comes will guide you into all truth. Matthew 22, 37 and 38, love God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. He wants you to think truth about God. Every part of your mind wants to love God and know the truth about God, no lies. I'm just gonna come out and say a few things that everybody on the sea of glass will believe only the truth about God. No one will believe that God burns people in hell every day forever. No one will believe that God sends evil down on people. No one will believe that umbrella illustration I read the other day where Jesus is the umbrella protecting us from the reigning wrath of God. No, Jesus and the Father are the like. If you've seen one, you've seen the other. He said, I and the Father are one. No one will believe that the disasters around the world come from God. No one will believe when someone dies, God decided to take them. No one will believe that God sends suffering on you because he knows you can take it. Magic Johnson was wrong when he said God knew what he was doing when he gave me HIV. And no one will think that living together before getting married is somehow a good idea. That God is so old, he doesn't know it, he's out of it, it doesn't matter. All those lies are part of Babylon, the beast. Revelation 13, 6 says, he spoke terrible words about God. Jesus says, come out of that. I don't want you to believe any of those things about me. You think about this, why did Jesus come? Hebrews 1, verse 2. In the old days, God spoke to us through the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us through his son, the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his being. The prophets were terrific. They were inspired. They spoke the truth. But it was not good enough. God wanted to be exact. So God wants our beliefs about God to be exact. Not 90%, 95%, exact. No more lies. I thought long and hard for an illustration. Let's just say, didn't happen, but let's just say, a few weeks before we get married, we're on one last date walking alone down the beach. And she says, you know that I know. I said, you know what? That you cheated on me. I met her. I go crazy. I did not. I have never cheated on you. Nothing close. Never, 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 never. I would never do that. She said, don't worry. I still love you. I'm still going to marry you. I forgive you. Don't worry. It's okay. I said, it is not okay. There is nothing to forgive. That never happened. Nothing close. It's a deal breaker. I cannot spend the rest of my life up close to somebody knowing that she does still believes that about me. Yes, God saves us by grace, but he doesn't want any grace from us that we forgive him. It's okay, God. I know you did that, but I forgive you. No. He wants us to believe the truth about him, that he never is any of those things. C.S. Lewis says, when his wife died, he wrote, not that I am in much danger of ceasing to believe in God. The real danger is of coming to believe such dreadful things about him. Yes, everybody who gets into heaven will be there by grace, but somehow they will all be led by the Spirit to the truth until they get rid of every single lie about God. And they believe that God is exactly like Jesus. That's what it means to have the testimony of Jesus. This is why Jesus says people will have to come out. The whole world has been deceived. The very elect will be deceived. Jesus just can't stand it. And he says, come out, 
come out from that. And everybody will say like a blind man, I was blind, but now I see the truth. That group at the end of the world that's on the sea of glass is called the remnant. They are the ones standing on the sea of glass and they have the name of God and the Lamb on their foreheads, singing the song of the Lamb, just and true are thy ways. They would rather die than say anything wrong about God. No lie in our mouths. That's why we do God talk. Hope you'll think about it. God bless you.